0: welcome to the green machine live and to anyone listening back on the podcast you're very very welcome to our live show today david how are you doing we're going to talk about some transfers today looking forward to this one now because something we probably should have done a little while ago but sure might as well while they're all kicking off
1: yeah no it's, it's good to have a look at see what uh our boys in green are doing what they're up to if uh you know, if some are actually willing to make the move, because we, we, we spoke a lot about that, obviously, with the Stephen Kenny um, era uh, over the last few months, where a lot of players just aren't playing. And, you know, some players like, um, you know, Connor Harrahan, who we'll talk about, actually made the move, went on loan to Swansea. And then you had um, Josh Cullen as well, who decided to play his trade in a totally different country, so we want to see if there's any more like that. Because one thing that desperately need, other than the, the fans back in the stadium cheering on the team, is you know we need our players playing regular football. And some of them seem to be quite happy to take the paycheck and sit on their arse. Well, you know, let's see if some of, if some of them are actually you know willing to take the step up.
0: Yeah, and we we spoke about that coziness factor. You know, players get very comfortable in a particular area in in England or wherever, and. They don't tend to move on before we get into it, David. Do we need to apologise to anyone today, or are we are we off the hook? <laughs> Ask me at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see who we offend yeah. between now and, and now and the end of the show. So, believe it or not, there's actually been 26 transfers already this summer involving Irish internationals. There's probably been more, but this is just what we've counted, and this is counting a couple of players who are just about eligible as well. So, I'm just going to read through just because I'm conscious that if people are listening back to this. And um, that they won't be able to see the graphics that we have on the live show. So just to go through. So James Collins, Luton Town to Cardiff City. Connor Wilkinson, Leighton Orient to Walsall. Pierce Sweeney, Exeter City to Swindon Town. Now, Pierce Sweeney's already left Swindon um, after about two weeks. He's already left. And I, uh, apparently he's gone back to Exeter. So um, I'm not too sure what's, what's going on there. But apparently that's uh, that's what's happening at the moment. Stephen Quinn, Burton Albion to Mansfield Town. Dylan Connolly, St. Mirren to Northampton Town. John O'Sullivan, come to Accrington Akring- Stanley. Who are they? Alan Judge, Ipswich Town to Colchester United, Mark McGinnis, Arsenal to Ipswich Town, Alan Power, Kilmarnock to St Mirren, Ryan Delaney, Bolton to Morecambe, Corey Whelan, Wigan to Carlisle United, Thomas O'Connor, Southampton to Burton Albion, and Ben Wilmot, Watford to Stoke City. We have him in asterisks because he's eligible, but he hasn't yet declared for Ireland. So, just looking at a couple of the highlighted names there, David. Um, before we go through the, the next list, the next thirteen. So, James James Collins to Cardiff City, and Mark McGinnis. If we say that should actually read Cardiff City. My apologies for that. So, two Ireland internationals, one a senior international, and one a under twenty one international joining up with Mick McCarthy. So, uh, seems that he's got the the Irish scouting system out again, just like he did at Wolves, David. Now that he's able to kind of lay a stamp on that Cardiff team. So, Collins. And McInnes, of course, both joining. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, great signing. I mean, um, Collins, uh, I'd say Luton were too happy to to get rid of him because you know he he was banging the goals in for a certain period during last season, and he is a Mick McCarthy striker. Um, he, he's not bad. You know, he's quite quick. He's quite agile. He's a big lad, and he he was quite he's, impressive. He's a, he's a poacher, isn't he? I mean, he's yeah. he gets
0: a lot of stick for Ireland, doesn't he? But I mean, he was actually our top scorer domestically last season.
1: Yeah, I think so, a lot of
0: people forget that.
1: Fantastic signing. Uh, Mark McGinnis know a little less about, but obviously he was the under-21s captain at Arsenal, and a lot of them were quite unhappy to see him go um from Arsenal. But, you know, <sighs> you, the days of the, the likes of Brady, David O'Leary, uh breaking in at Arsenal, you know, they're long gone, unfortunately. So if, if We only aware, spoke about should...
0: this with, with Sue Ronan uh, a couple of weeks ago, yep. if anyone hasn't seen that. Not to plug the episode, but if anyone hasn't seen that, we did... Talk to ex-Ireland international women's manager Sue Ronan, and who is an Arsenal fan. And, and she did say how when she started following the team back that. in the 70s and the 80s, yeah, t- tough little spell for her at the moment, uh, following Arsenal. But she did say when she started following them, there was a lot of Irish internationals, Brady, O'Leary and so on, Stapleton, where where now it's not really, not really uh, happening for the Irish lads. There's always been young Irish lads at Arsenal, hasn't there? Probably the Liam Brady effect when he was looking after the youth stuff there. I mean, Anthony Stokes and Graham Barrett, Michael Bradley, um, and so on, you know. So it's uh, it's a shame because he he was one that, uh, I mean, on loan at Ipswich, I think a couple of things have stood out to people. He's very quick feet, doesn't he? He's got that kind of ball playing Rio Ferdinand kind of style to him, doesn't he? But really, really
1: quick feet, really eager to get forward. Uh, comfortable, so it's a on shame. Ball, comfortable, comfortable on the ball, Very comfortable on the ball. I, You know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, um. You know, he's a young lad, so going to the championship, playing his trade there. Whether he'll be able to, um, whether Mick will want him playing the ball out the back at Cardiff, I'm not too sure. Um, Cardiff, Mick will probably, um, like last season, play a direct, more direct style of football. So hopefully that aspect of his game won't be gone because that is the modern style of football. That's the modern style of defender, and that is obviously the way Stephen Kenny and hopefully any Iron managers... is. Um, Moving forward, it will want to play the football that way. So hopefully, we won't lose too much of that. Um, but he will certainly learn the dark arts, I'm sure, of defending from uh, Mick McCarthy, the most the the most fouling player, I believe, at, at Italian ninety. As Mick McCarthy would say, uh, "You only get to be on that list if, when you play in a World Cup." So uh, I, I think a good move, <laughs> all round. Uh, good move for Cardiff. Good good move for the player. And you know, he's gone down a level. Okay. But he's got every chance to spring back up to the next level and beyond.
0: He's at that age though where he has to he has to get regular football, doesn't he? And sometimes yeah. when you're when you're at a club where a manager played in the same position that you are, it's no harm. So we might get the second list there, David. Just the the second 13 uh, players. players. feel like Debbie McGee. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more exciting, actually, this one. So first one there, we're going to speak about this one at length. So Nathan Collins, Stoke City to Burnley, Connor Shaughnessy. Rochdale to Burton Albion. Sean Williams, a good Malahide man, have to plug him. Millwall to Portsmouth. Aaron Jernan, Ipswich Town to Leighton Orient. Jack Bonham, Gillingham to Stoke City. Beaker Kelleher, Wrexham to Bradford City. Jake Doyle Hayes, St. Mirren to Hibernian. Gavin Bizuno, Man City to Portsmouth on loan. Tommy Hobin, Aberdeen, who was actually released by Aberdeen, to Cure Alexandra. Armstrong Okoflex, Celtic to West Ham United. Jake doyle Hayes, he's down there for a second time. I don't know. So same here to Hibbs. Ryan Burke, Birmingham City to Mansfield Town, and just today, Keen Flanagan, Crystal Palace to Barnet. Now, if we missed anyone at all, just just let us know in the comments. It's fine, and we'll we'll cover it. So first one there, the most striking one, David Nathan Collins to Stoke City. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, from Stoke City. Um, yeah, I mean, Stoke are having financial issues at the moment, and they would not really want to. I mean, most clubs in the championship are having financial issues. Don't Didn't really want to sell them. Um, really could have done with him with the Ireland team. Fortunately, he did have um, a very long-standing injury. So I think he was out for about six months, or yeah. he, he was out for quite a long time. Kind so from was,
0: January, wasn't it, you know? Yeah,
1: it was a shame we didn't get to see a lot of him. I'm sure, I'm obviously Stephen Kenny would have given him a go. Um, they were very, very reluctant to get rid of him, or not get rid of him, to to sell him on. And mm. Burnley are delighted. When I was going, when it was announced on the official uh, Twitter page, I was actually going through the comments, and they were all very positive. To it. Stoke fans were saying, "Look after mm. him. They love He's great player." Yeah, yeah and Burnley were like, "Oh yeah, this is fantastic. You know, more of this, please." So um, really. Not a you know good side to get to. He will get game time. Sean Dyche likes Irish players, um, as we know. Um, <laughs> a couple have left, but yeah, he, mm. he, he'll get a chance there. And hopefully, you know, that this will. I don't want him to settle at Burnley. Uh, you know, the see, ability see, he has.
0: Here, here's the thing, David. You know, because I mean, we mentioned that Sean Dyche like, likes an Irish international, and yeah. we've seen, we've seen Jeff Hendrick go there, and we've seen Robbie Brady go there, and we've seen no development. So that that's my concern. I mean, nothing against Sean Deich as a as a team manager. Yeah. But in terms of player development, and not just for Brady and Hendrick, but for for a number of other players who've gone to Burnley, um, you don't see a massive amount of you, you see them being a product of Burnley and you see them thriving as a unit, which is the way a Premier League team of that level should be doing. They, yeah. It should be more how they, about the system. We, we, I mean, we're looking at the Trapatonia uh, with the Manager Mondays, oh, and it's God, about yeah. the system and about, about working as a unit. But sometimes, and this is no criticism as as of Dyche's success with Burnley, but sometimes you do sacrifice the player development. And even the likes of Dwight McNeil, who, who's a very promising young player, there, there hasn't been a huge amount of development in the likes of him. So when I see someone like Collins going to Burnley, it's great. Uh, it's great that he's going to be a Premier League player. As far as I know, he's like our third or fourth most expensive player ever, which is an achievement in itself. But when you see him linked with the likes of Arsenal, when you see him linked with the likes of Manchester United, now there is the argument that he mightn't develop at either of those clubs, because he mightn't be playing. Yeah. But is there that little bit of concern that maybe he goes down the same route as Hendrick, he goes down the same route as Brady, and maybe we don't see him thriving or developing or moving his game onto the
1: next level? There is, but You have to remember Nathan Collins is only 20 and he's got time to to improve. Uh, The lad needs football. He needs regular football. So hopefully he's going to get that at Burnley. Um, Otherwise, and I think he will, because otherwise there was no point in him going there because he might as well stay at Stoke and continue his footballing education under a very, very good manager and very, very good uh, player developer under Michael O'Neill. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't want him to stay at Burnley for too long. Um, I think he's only going to go one direction, and that's up, not down. So hopefully he doesn't get cozy and comfy there because Barney and the club, not, they're not really going anywhere. They're, they're sort of hanging yeah. around there, and they're going to survive. And, you know, and they're, and, and,
0: well, they're rele- relegation candidates for this season, certainly.
1: Uh, yeah, that can I mean, only be
0: good for him as a defender. I mean, if you look at James Tarkowski, it looks like he's going. he looks like he's leaving, and yeah. the likes of Ben Mee, and I, I know Kevin Long is there a long time. He's there an awful long time. Um, yeah, he doesn't know, want. To he's, end- really, he's done really inconsistent games i'm asking
1: he he doesn't want to end up in the kevin long category now I, I no disrespect to kevin long but um i i obviously this lad is very very talented and there's a lot about him so they do have a special player we hope on their hands and they need to nurture that talent and hopefully he moves on and it's just just a step up the ladder it's a stepping stone for him because you, you don't want him Going in the Kevin along category, you don't want to go in. Robbie Brady, but let's be honest: when Robbie Brady went there, he, I think he would left Hull. You know, he's a bit of a busted flush, unfortunately. And, and- I think he, it was, it was,
0: not it Norwich? Didn't he do six months in the or three or four months in the championship, and he came back and kind of, kind of from there. So yeah, Noel Fla- Fanning, just a comment coming in. Just anyone listening on the podcast, back. Just a comment from Noel Fanning. So Deich wanted to hold on to Hendricks. Uh, Hendrick <laughs> rather, but he was out of contract and they couldn't afford to keep him. Newcastle offered him big wages and a signing on fee. And yeah, I mean th- this is what we spoke about just a couple of minutes ago. I mean, Hendrick <laughs> was really a success of the system and a success of Deich, but but our point, I suppose, Niall is that he never developed as a player. Um he did suit that Burnley system. He did suit the Burnley style Sha- hey, hey, Sean uh, Deich's hey, philosophy.
1: <laughs> but hey, uh, but as, so, a player, so- Listen, as a no, player as a player,
0: I don't think he developed.
1: Nobody passes a ball two inches better than uh, Jeff Hendrick. Um, just have you know. I mean, the fact that Burnley are trying to hold on to a player like Jeff Hendrick kind of goes to show you the situation, uh, system or no system. Nick will kind of shows you the state of that club at the moment. I mean, it will be good for him as a stepping stone. Sorry to any Burnley fans um, listening, but we don't want him at Burnley. And you maybe want him there for maybe... A couple of seasons, two, three years, and then you want him moving on to the next level. If he used to be that top player, you don't want him staying at Barney because he's just going to be fighting relegation. Uh, There will be no player development. He'll learn the dark arts. He'll learn how to defend. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I and mean, we were talking it's about
0: it's but, good to be under the cash as a young defender, isn't it? You know, so of I, think I, think it, I think it is. I think it is. And the likes of the thing is, I know, like those Arsenal links and the, those United links, you don't know where they're coming he's ne- from. He's
1: never going to play though for them. Let's be honest. No, he,
0: he won't play currently. But but the fact that he's in their minds and the fact that he's, he's been touted as a potential signing for them, they might say, Well, here's a guy to have a look at. Here's a guy to keep yeah, an eye on. I mean, Even Ben has, White, like ben, ben, ben White's been linked with, um with Arsenal, with United, with Chelsea, with loads of clubs like that for years, even before he went to Leeds on loan. And now he's going to Arsenal. Now, no, Arsenal aren't the power that they were, but still it just
1: shows that they monitored them over a number Metable of table Mediocrity, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bernie, uh, I think they, they finished like they, they, it was comfortable in the end wasn't it i mean they, they were they weren't too far off arsenal i don't think in the, in the league last season yeah but, <laughs> but it was touch and go so i mean it's yeah i think that i don't like to see one of our players linked with um like with an arsenal or united because let's be honest they're just going into the reserve team they're going into the youth setup they're not going to get a, they're not going to get game time they need to go somewhere like a burnley um maybe not maybe cardiff as well Need to prove themselves in the Premier League playing at another club. Uh, we saw it with Matt Doherty with Tottenham uh, and Wolves. You know, he proved it a mid, very good Wolves side actually. And then Tottenham, who were supposed to be fighting for the league under Jose, uh, they got in Matt Doherty. That, that's the route, that's how we're gonna have to do because it. it's very, I think, the days of the players going through the youth system into Liverpool. Um, hopefully, Cleaving Kelleher uh, proves me wrong, but I think those days are long gone. It's just yeah. just a setup, and it's just it's the image of Irish football at the moment. There's a bit of a st- you know. And that's why pl- managers like Dyche like to go for Irish players. You know, they, they want that oh, big character. He's a big, tough lad, you know. And it's that um, preconceived notion that Irish players, we can't really play. We just hoof the ball. And that's why it's lovely to see a lot of our players going abroad um, and playing football on the continent because it shows that we can actually play a continental style of football, which is it's the way football's going, you know. um. So, yeah, it, there's a little bit of a stigma that we need to... um. God, I'm I'm sort of burying uh, his transfer to Burnley. Actually, well, no, Um, I think I I, I think in a way, like
0: I mean, uh, it's positive whenever a young Irish player at 20 goes to the Premier League. But I suppose we're playing devil's advocate and we're we're being realistic and we're I suppose analytical about the move, not Hmm. critical or not not negative, but we're being analytical and we're I suppose we're analysing previous Burnley signings of Irish internationals and I, I think um I think that's only fair and and, and we're not you know where we we both I think we both share the opinion that he's going to be successful there oh, so yeah. I think that's uh, that, that's player. the universal that's the universal feeling just a couple of other transfers there David so two goalkeepers in particular so Jack Bonham possibly not well known um by a lot of people kind of in the the general footballing sphere but going from Gillingham to Stoke City so Jack Bonham formerly Watford and formerly at Brentford, I think, and he, he never really broke through at either club. I think his only contribution at Watford was actually making a mistake um, on the final day of the season. Do you remember when Leicester beat Watford? Or no, Watford beat Leicester in the playoff. Didn't um, knock out miss the penalty, and um, Troy Deeney went up the other side and scored. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. So, Watford, on the last day of the season, could have been automatically promoted but Bonham actually made a mistake and they ended up losing and that's how they ended up in the playoff. And I know they beat Leicester that day, but then they lose to Crystal Palace in the final. But that's kind of what he's kind of well known for. But he's actually coming off a couple of years, really, really positive years with Gillingham. And then Michael O'Neill's after signing him for for Stoke. Now, Stoke do have, uh, I think it's Joseph uh, Bursic, under 21, goalkeeper for England, and uh, Adam Davis, who's who's a Welsh keeper. But if Bonham... You know, has a decent preseason. Again, as I said, he's up against a young goalkeeper and a, a and a keeper who's quite, you know, inconsistent in Adam Davis. You could have an Irish international at no, as number one under Michael O'Neill at Stoke, and then we've looked at our goalkeeping options in the last few months. and Kelleher, Callagher, Gambizuno, they're not playing, but they they played extra extraordinary like uh, well for Ireland. But if you have a keeper like Bonham. He's 27 years of age, by the way, but but if he kind of comes out of nowhere and if he starts getting a few performances together, he could be coming in as number three. So who knows? It's another option and a positive move. But then Gavin Bizzuno, probably more standout, joining Portsmouth on loan from Manchester City. That That's kind of been expected for a little bit, uh, but, but certainly you had to go back out on loan and Portsmouth. Uh, just miss out in promotion in the the championship, but I mean, there it's it's a positive move all the same. And he's going to be with a certain Ronan Curtis and, and Marcus Harness, so uh, surrounded by a couple of potential Ireland internationals.
1: Yeah, I I think um, with Bazunu, he he should be playing at a higher level. He, he's a he's a quality goalkeeper. He's confident on the ball. Um If we if he had started in Serbia, you know, we could have got a result there. We could have got a point, maybe a victory there. Um so who knows? I think that's probably more down to do with maybe the lack of availability, and I think he's unfortunate in a way because clubs seem to be less uh, eager, should we say, or less willing to put in a young goalkeeper. You, you know, like twenty-seven for the other lad, like that's he's still just a baby, isn't he? It's very, it's very rare that you mm-hmm. see a, a club putting their faith in a young goalkeeper. They like to have somebody with an older. Head and shoulders. So I think he's a bit unfortunate. Well, the go longer
0: goalkeepers, don't they? So I think yeah, when man. you're when you look at a 20 year old goalkeeper, it's almost like playing a 15 year old uh yeah. midfielder or a striker.
1: You know, 30, they're only sort of getting started. You know, 31 is sort of like, yeah, you know, he's for me, especially if you're <laughs> or Martin O'Neill, if uh yeah, he's forty. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's the boy for me, shake. Given. Uh get <laughs> shake Um, although I did watch those two Euro 2012 matches and Jesus Christ, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, Yeah, so I think he's a bit unfortunate there, Bazunu, but you know, okay, it's league one. Some people might look at that and go, oh, that's not really what, you know, it is a, a good league one side. He should be playing at a higher level. That's not in his ability. That is just, he's a bit unfortunate. He's quite a young goalkeeper and there's probably just a lack of availability and options for him to go, but that it's not down to his ability. He is a quality goalkeeper. He's confident he he strikes with the sort of lad. If he made a mistake, it wouldn't faze him. You know, he mm-hmm. wouldn't fall to pieces. He would just go, all right, next. You know, I made a mistake and it happens. He, he, he's that. He's got. You that can see. You arrogance. can see
0: evidence. You can see evidence of him being a solid pro already. Yeah. Just an interesting comment coming in there from Carl McCoy. So look at the Italian keeper, uh, though, as the exception. So yeah, Don, Donnarumma, isn't it? So there you go. I mean, it just shows that if, if younger goalkeepers are afforded the chance and they're you know, then they have every chance of success. Another player then, Dave, another young Irish player. So Armstrong, Okoflex going from Celtic to West Ham United. And I suppose, I know we posted about this a couple of days ago, one of the the overwhelming concerns. So going to a club um, where David Gold is the chairman, who <laughs> wouldn't exactly be the most pro-Irish uh, man. And then you're going into an environment where you're training with Declan Rice and Mipo Odenbeku, who... Um, haven't exactly shown a huge commitment to the Irish cause, have they? What so is it a with little, that club? A, a, little bit of, a little bit of concern there with, with with Ocoflex, seeing as he's represented England and Ireland, and he does remain eligible for Nigeria.
1: What What is it with that club? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's something to do with comedy? Josh either. Cullen got out while he could. He did. That's probably the only reason why he's playing for us, actually, that you yeah. know, he probably like left and go, yeah, why, why aren't I playing for Ireland? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Concerned about that? Yes, I am, mm. quite frankly. I think um, international football, every few years with international football and football in general, there are trailblazers, and trailblazers can be a good thing, but I think the way international football is going, um, it's not going in a good direction. It's all about commercial opportunities now, and mm. let's be honest, look at England, you know, semi semifinals in Euro 2020 plus one. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you never, never no. Know. Didn't know we were allowed to mention that. <laughs> uh so oh, I'll tell you what, actually, I, I got a bit of heat. Um got a bit, bit of heat from a sister and uh who's English and uh her boyfriend who's a West Ham fan, full enough, because I put up a, a picture of um Declan Rice, you know, in yarn Ireland jersey and his tweet. I was like a oh, good old mm. deco you know during the semi-finals and apparently that was uh begrudging uh the english team i was just yeah. just you weren't the only like, one david to be fair so now about five million people yeah. over on the other side of, over the water but no i, I was just mm. just mentioning that but but anyway um i wasn't begrudging england i was just pointing out the fact that Declan my stole three <laughs> caps but you know never mind but no it, it, it is worrying uh, and actually Declan Rice is a perfect example and unfortunately in a weird kind of way, the more success he has at England, and now it's a semi-final and the team Mm. reached the semi-finals in the last World Cup also, uh, that could also show certain lads who maybe might be sitting on the fence a little bit would not um, have an affinity to Ireland as much as we would like to have. And, you know, I get it. I understand it because we've had players uh, born in England with Irish families Mm. and they want to play for Ireland. Kevin Kilban and the like, and and Gary Breen and and players like that. So, you know, we have to be sort of careful where criticisms go, to be Mm -hmm. fair. And that's going to start happening to us now. You know, Ireland with migration and England with migration. For years, England was a country that people went went to to get working opportunity. The Irish did it. Everyone did it. Uh, Ireland is now um, in, in a turn of fortune, is now that country for families to come from poorer countries for for want of a better uh, word um, or term and now they're coming to Ireland because it's opportunity for them so in Mm. essence basically what the Irish did is kind of happening here so you might get a bit more of that so we we have to be kind of very careful with that Mm. um, as it goes on I I,
0: I think we have to appreciate the realities of it because it's very easy to say well they're either English or they're Irish but it's a lot
1: more complex than that you know and uh, it's identity It's okay. Yeah. Martin, you know, mm-hmm. Martin, that does. he's, he was, um, you know, not with us unfortunately tonight. Um, he's still alive. He's just. He is still alive. He's not available. <laughs> I, I don't know. Was he celebrating England? Do you reckon last night? Is that is that what it is? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go. No, there. no, no. Martin, Martin will kill me. Actually, some of the see that. No, no, but you know, Martin martin uh is a, is a case in point there you know irish family irish roots and it can go the other way as well you know wh- where my my father was over here my sister wouldn't would probably mm-hmm. deem herself to be more english than irish but she was born here and, and right here. so it's all about identity it's not necessarily well, about it, where even born. even there's a there's a former colleague of mine and uh, i don't know if he listens to the
0: show or not i don't want to name him because that's not really fair is it but he's he um he identifies very strongly as Welsh, even though he was born and bred in in Dublin. And I think he went to the Euros, not this Euros, but the last Euros, and followed the Welsh around and would support the Welsh over Ireland. So it, you know, it does it does happen. And I, I think unless you're in that situation, I, I'd be similar myself. I mean, I'm I'm of Portuguese origin, you know, so I I would have followed Portugal in the Euros, but I'd, I'd always support Ireland over Portugal. But but I think unless you're in that actual situation, um, or unless you have dual nationality. Uh, it's very difficult to to identify or it's very difficult to actually um i suppose understand it which it is and i i I wouldn't begrudge anyone for that or i wouldn't criticize anyone for that because it's very easy to say well they're either english or irish but but you're not like you know you're as i said someone someone in that someone in that situation you know i i don't say i'm one or the other i you know i feel both
1: yeah but i'm not
0: but i but i'm not a professional footballer i don't have financial uh, obligations or financial pressures from agents or anyone, so that, that's another factor, people. Yeah, need
1: to think about. and as I said, like it is very hard to argue when you're this young lad, you're impressionable. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a perfect example. Like, up the Ra on one tweet, and he's, he's kissing the English, the yeah. three lines on the shorts, and another one. So, he's quite he's impressionable, you know. Mm-hmm. a lot of footballers are and are surrounded by people, and it's a totally different world. I don't mm-hmm. like what he did, but. It's one of those things, and you're gonna get it now. It, the- it was worse. It
0: was worst case scenario, and I think I think it did rub it, rub us all the wrong way. And it, the oh, it, it, sad, yeah. the sad thing yeah. is, there are a lot of lads over in the UK who are desperate to play for us, and they're afraid that they're going to be painted with that brush. So it's it's a sad reality. Yeah. Just moving on to a few rumors, uh, David. So these are actual reported rumors that that have come from various outlets. So just to read out a couple. So Jamie McGrath. Of St. Mirren coming off a very, very good season with St. Mirren. I think he scored 17 or 18 goals or something like that. So he's been linked with Peterborough. He's also been linked with Celtic. I think he's been linked with Hibs as well. So there's a few clubs that he's been linked with. Robbie Brady, free agent at the moment after being released by Burnley. He's been linked with Cardiff. He's also been linked with Norwich. He's been linked with Watford. So there's there's a few rumours floating around but the last couple of days it has emerged that he's probably going to join up with Cardiff City. Shane Duffy a lot of links with Derby, Also a few links with joining up with Chris Hutton at Nottingham Forest. Jason Knight, just like Nathan Collins, has been linked with Burnley. James McCarthy, free agent at the moment, has been linked with Celtic. Uh, but that Those rumors have kind of been quashed in the last couple of days because apparently Aaron Moy will be going to Celtic. So that means that James McCarthy probably won't be going to Celtic. And if I was James McCarthy after getting so much abuse uh, back in the, the 2000s, you know, while playing for Hamilton, I probably wouldn't go back to Scotland either. And then Roland Curtis has been linked with Blackburn Rovers. And surprise, surprise, he's also been linked with Cardiff City. So any <laughs> there that stand out to you, David? Uh, you know, I think I think a couple of them, like, I mean, the, the McGraw think- one, the, the Brady one probably look fairly concrete. But apart from that, like, it's, it's very difficult to know <sighs> if, if Jason Knight will be going anywhere. Uh, again had a very static end to the season with Derby and then Ronan Curtis apparently in the last couple of days Portsmouth have said that it's unlikely he's going to leave so any thoughts on any of
1: them any of them you think are going to come to fruition or or come true? I'm worried about the Jason Knight one um, to Burnley because Mm. that's not what we need for a player playing in the the midfield he does not need to go to Burnley I'm Mm. sorry he doesn't whatever about the defender going there Uh, Well, he'll be played all
0: over the place, won't he? I mean, the the thing with Knight is, my only concern for Knight at the moment, and maybe this isn't something to be concerned about, this is probably a very positive thing, but he hasn't nailed down a position. I mean, he's played in the left, he's played in the right, he's played kind of as a a central defensive midfielder, he's played as a number 10, uh, he's played as a number 10 for Ireland, hasn't he? And he hasn't really nailed down a position. And sometimes that's good, because it gives you more versatility, it gives you more technical ability, but I mean, if he goes to Burnley... Just like Jeff Hendrick, he's probably not going to nail down a position either. And then,
1: like yeah, Hendrick, I, that, that did affect his, his career. And
0: Hendrick is someone who actually went from Derby to Burnley.
1: Yeah, he did actually. Uh, no, I, I don't want him to go up to Burnley. Um, I, I, I don't I don't want that. Yeah. You, you, and, and this is what I'm talking will, about. Will he, will, he, will he move, though? Because, I mean, he, he didn't have a good end to the season. He might not. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of people he showed his ability uh, in an iron shirt and, short, and mm. he showed his ability, you know, Wayne Rooney would have been raving about him. I'm sure like he made him, mm. he made him captain, him captain didn't didn't he, for yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, that club's a mess. Um, they're, they're facing disciplinary action for financial issues. They're, they're a total mess. And that, mm. listen, that, that does affect players. Okay. That does affect mm-hmm. players. That, that If you were in a job and, you know, you heard that you're, your club, or or you, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. You might be penalised. People might be getting, you know, all this kind of That sort of stuff trickles down, and it does affect you. Because then you're thinking, yeah. God, like, will I have a future here? Or, you know, I live in the area. I like the area. Do I have to move? So it does affect people. And I think he, a lot of people look at that. I don't want them to – I really don't want them to go to Burnley. I We mm. do not want midfield players who – are slightly creative going to a club like Borny. Defenders, that's Mm. different. They can learn how to defend. They can learn the dark arts, then move on. You do not want him going to Borny. It will be another, Mm. well, hopefully not Jeff Hendrick. I don't think it will be that bad. I don't think he's going anywhere. You think he'll stay? I but financially, stay, yeah. can they afford to keep him? Because they they well, might. Well, they got off quarters, didn't
0: didn't they? didn't they get off today or yesterday? So they got um, off today. Yeah, they got off, so it, uh, it mightn't be an issue. But then again, they they have financial issues anyway. Uh, but yeah. but it's difficult, and and not he count as a homegrown player? So you know he might be he might be very valuable to a Premier League team. So it's it's difficult yeah. to know. But I I, I honestly can't like there, there's no club apart from Burnley. There's no club I look at and think they need Jason Knight. Or they will be interested in Jason Knight. Yeah, know?
1: it's a, it's a difficult one.
0: Unfortunately, um, because it, I mean, cause, th- cause not not in a bad way, but I think I, he's he's a very talented player and he's still very young. I mean, he's a lot of development to do. But I think mm. as Irish fans, we look at him and we think, well, here's a young guy getting first team football. But I mean, for every Jason Knight, there's about five or six other young lads getting first team football. I mean, is this Silby at a, at at Derby as well? I don't know his first time, but Silby, like he he's an excellent player. And I think if anyone is looking at a young Burnie player, they're probably looking at him ahead of Jason Knight. Now, we've had that kind of luxurious um, novelty where we've seen Knight play for Ireland and, and where we've seen him at his best and where we've seen him thrive at international level because mm-hmm. it, the interna- the pace of the international game is very different to the pace of the championship. If anything, it's slower than the championship. But we've seen that he, he does have that creative spark. He does have that versatility. I mean, he played in the right wing against Andorra. And then a couple of days later, he played as a number ten against Hungary, and he was excellent all time. So, from us looking at it from Irish as Irish fans, we probably think, well, he'll go to the Premier League and he'll he'll thrive and he'll he'll get a move in the next little while. But if you're looking at the bigger spear, if you're looking at other players his age playing at a similar level, he's he's not exactly the the top of the you know top of the pile. He's near enough yeah. to it, but, but I don't think he's top of the pile.
1: I, I think he needed. I'd give him another. I. I'd rather him stay in the championship, play with Derby um, yeah. and get regular football and just sit in the bench mm-hmm. and maybe come on. He does not need to sit in the bench different with Collins. Mm-hmm. Cause I think he will actually get in there as you're right about Taraski. I'll probably just butchered that name. Um, I, I know West Ham would be chasing him for, for years. Uh, well, yeah. I just don't think he wants to move. I don't think he and his family want to move to London. I think that's the issue mm-hmm. there, but you know, money talk. So, you know, great opening for Collins. Will there be an opening for obviously uh, Robbie Brady is left. Yeah. But, But yeah, you don't want to go to. I I don't want him. I don't want all. I'm sick. And it's this stigma with Mm. Irish players that they're only going to go to English clubs with a big gruff manager like Mm. Sean Burnley. Nothing against the club. We want to move away from that. We want to see our players going to a footballing, especially midfield players Mm. going to a footballing team. You know, and yeah, we we want we want to we want to stay away from that because I I don't think he'll go anywhere. If he goes to Burnley, he'll just. He'll just end up getting lost in the shuffle, I think. So. Just in terms of the other
0: rumors, yeah. Just in terms of the other rumors, end, David. If we just have a, a quick little look, so, um, so so the yeah, so James McCarthy, difficult one as well, isn't it? So a
1: couple of free agents, so Robbie Brady, James McCarthy. Retire. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires, James McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Well, there,
0: well, there, well, there is talk about him retiring from international football, uh, which, well,
1: which, which, which probably make a lot of sense. you know? It needs to happen. He, look. Mm. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to bash him, but it's ironic actually. Because so, you know he should have been in the Euro 2012, mm. uh, 2012 squad. Yeah, you can't rely on him. You know his body mm. keeps breaking down. That must be stressing him out because he's like, I am yeah. available. Then all of a sudden he's not available. So that you know, just retire from international football. Give the other mm. lads a chance and just move on with your life. Mm. I think he probably I, retire. I, and the thing is, I know he's only
0: thirty. He's coming up to thirty-one, but he's been playing first-team football since he was fifteen. So yeah. it's—I I know a lot of people bash him, and they say, "Oh, he's always injured, and he's made of glass, and all this kind of thing." But he's actually had a very fulfilled career. I mean, he played—he played in the SPL, getting abused every single week for Hamilton mm. from from the age of fifteen to kind of nineteen, and then he went to Wigan and was excellent for Wigan, was excellent for Everton un- until he's, until he started picking up a few injuries. But if you think about it, the a lot of footballers get their first team break at kind of nineteen or twenty. So by the time yeah. they're 34, or 35, they're retiring. He is kind of, his body is probably at the stage of a 34-year-old or a 35-year-old because that's how long he's actually been in the game.
1: Well, you you mm. look at Wayne Rooney. Um, mm. Wayne Rooney, Theo Walcott, all these Robbie other Keene. players. That, Robbie Keane. They peaked yeah. far too early. Their body started mm. to break down because they were playing uh, Michael Owen. I think he was, yeah. he was one of the last players of that experiment. And I think mm. that's sort of caught up with him now. So, yeah, he's got the body yeah. of a, a broken-down 34-year-old, not being disrespectful to him, mm. but he's had too much football too soon. And I, don't, I, guess, I don't think, I, I, I. as I said, like I,
0: th- I think it's one of those things where a lot of people will, will slag him and they'll bash him, but I don't think it's then to be ashamed of if he, if he retires. You know, I think even that, yeah. that last move to, to Crystal Palace, it showed that if a Premier League team is going to come in for you, uh, when you're never playing, when he hasn't played consistently for a couple of years, he hadn't gone in international cap for four years. I, th- I think it shows the quality that he had, uh, and the—jeez, oh, I was about to say the potential, but the but the technical ability and the the overall talent that he has. But sadly, that's what happens, you know. Sadly, that's what happens. But I, th- you know, he'll pick up a club. I don't think he'll retire. I think he'll retire from international football. Uh, I'd be very surprised to see him to see him so. stay on.
1: Shane Duffy to Derby. Um... Mm. Or Progress. or Nottingham
0: Forest as well. That's that's another. I'd like to
1: see him go to Nottingham. another little rumor. I think rumor. Nottingham Forest be a good move for him on a good mm-hmm. coach with uh, uh, Chris Uton as well. Um, it's a shame actually about the Ron Curtis one because I'd like to see him step up. You yeah, know, well, that, to, well, that's just
0: talk, you know. I mean, um, and as I said, I, I've been saying this for a long time. If if and Curtis was as good as a lot of people are saying, I think he would have left Portsmouth a long time ago. You know, there is something similar to Alan Brown. There's something missing to their game, you know. They're they're not well rounded yeah. enough to, to to make that step up, you know. So it's just just, be careful it's, it's what you say,
1: there, Nick. His man might like, start coming after us. Social oh, Jesus, media, that, that's what? right. No, no,
0: nothing, <laughs> not, nothing against him. Nothing against him. No, just no, just another honest. another another guy that probably hasn't hasn't developed the way he wants to, especially not for Ireland.
1: Just, now, just being honest, Mrs. Brown.
0: <laughs> I told you we'd have to apologise to somebody by the time the show was out. Yeah. Ronan Curtis' mum. But no, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. And he had an excellent season last season, didn't he? But, uh, but again, I think um, you know the step up from League One is huge. Now, we did have a look at a few little uh, conspiracy theory transfer rumors ourselves. So I don't think any tabloids are going to latch on to these somehow or, or anyone is going to latch on to these, but just a couple. So I'm going to explain them. And, and David, you, you tell me if I'm bonkers on this. So John Egan to Brentford. So a couple of things here. Okay. He used to play for Brentford. He was a fan favorite at Brentford. And Brentford currently play with three at the back. And I think it was um, Winsome Reed, the West Ham player. As far as I know, he's gone back to West Ham, and he was kind of playing in the middle of that back three. Now, that's where John Egan thrived, didn't he, for Sheffield United. So, if he went there, and then Dara Lenehan, who Sheffield United have been looking at for years, he's a similar kind of player to to Egan, isn't he? Kind of ball playing center half and... Yeah. I, I kind of see him more as a now, don't quote me fully on this, but like a, a poor man's Connor Cody, uh, Lenahan. So Lenahan could probably step in for for John Egan and go to Shevy Genida from Blackburn. So, um, as I said, I'm all about the conspiracy theories today.
1: I see the logic, and I agree with your logic, but I don't see him going anywhere. Um, as mm. captain, he's he's probably comfortable. You know, we go with the Irish coziness again. Um, our Irish players are quite loyal, you know. A's captain. So he probably feels a loyalty to getting, because they, they were they were rotten. Rotten mm. last season. And he probably feels um you know an affinity to the globe and he also feels that he needs to make up for that. That that's kind of the Irish psyche a bit. So I think he's too loyal and he's probably just too settled and too comfy. But I would like to see him back in the I'd like to see him be a bit more selfish and go to Brentford. Um because we need him playing in the Premier League. Ireland do simply, but I see your logic, but I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: Mm. Another one there, Jay Malumby, Brighton to Millwall. So I think that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, he was yeah. meant to go to Millwall in January permanently,
1: but he went yep. to went to the graveyard of Irish football, yep. Preston North End. He's not going to make it at Brighton. Okay, mm. that is pretty much evident. That is not down to the lad's talent or lack thereof. He's a very talented lad. I like him. I think he's a future Ireland captain, but he now. For the manager, for Potter, it's now, you know, he needs to shit or get off the pot. You know, simple as that. Either you're going to bring him in, which he won't because they're a struggling Premier League side. So he's not going to put all that pressure on the young lad. That's just the way it is. Too much money, blah, blah, blah. He needs to get him at a club where he's going to be playing regularly. He didn't do that under uh, the manager, Ray. Sorry, Alex Neal at Derby. I did ask, sorry, not Derby, at Preston. And I did ask Anna Brown about that, actually. And he's, you know, and Stephen Kenny. And they were quite disappointed. And they said mm. it actually wasn't the player's fault. It was just the system. It's just the fact that maybe the manager yeah. lost the plot a little bit. And it wasn't the player's fault. Mm. That was a waste. He- Last year was a total waste for Jason mm. for, his, for in domestic football. It was a total yeah. waste. And it, it annoyed me because he needs, these are the formative years of his career. And he needs to be playing mm. football week in and week out. Release free the Malumbi one. We should start that actually, Nick. <laughs> we should start think, free and let but, him go to Millwall. But the thing is, is it's
0: it, it's all the managers. I mean, Potter wouldn't play him. Potter wouldn't let him go out and loan. And then yeah. and then Brighton wouldn't sell him. You know, it's 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 madness. And I mean. Uh, Any time I watched him for pressing, he was really sloppy. And the only reason for that is because he couldn't keep he's his rusty. momentum going. Because he, he was excellent yeah. for Millwall. He was excellent for Millwall. Then he came on against against Hungary, and he was very good, wasn't he? So he he,
1: he was still in his preseason. That's why he was sloppy. He was still in his yeah. preseason. Look, when, when yeah, you had yeah. the preseason, and you you know you had the first couple of games in the league. Doesn't matter if you're Premier League or Championship or whatever. It's a bit it's a bit loose. It's a bit ropey. And then about. About September, normally the teams are back into it again and they're lashing away the full pelt. He was still in his pre season. You know, he, he was, I thought he was treated very, very poorly. And, you know, he's mm. a quality player. You saw him, I saw him against England when Hendrik went off. He came off of Hendrik. I remember screaming at the telly and pointing out to well, my ex now. And no one No wonder no she left. Um, And <laughs> I pointed out to her on the telly, it's like, look, this guy has come on and, and look at the impact he's had. Mm. He's, he, he's that he's that little bit of bite as well you need that in the center midfield and honestly yeah last year was a total waste just let him go to Millwall. he'll play regularly they like him the style of football suits him. the fans like him because he's got a bit about him just just let him go you he's not gonna make it at brighton it's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen it's too late now yeah it's too late it
0: doesn't really sit, fit their system either so a couple more then, just a little conspiracy theories. I never actually read it out because I'm just conscious people are listening back to this if they're not listening live. So just, just the ones we have. So John Egan Sheffield United to Brentford, Daryl Lenihan Blackburn Rovers to Sheffield United, Jamie Alomby Brighton to Millwall, and then the upcoming ones here. So Daryl Horgan Wickham to Hull City, Connor Harahan, Aston Villa to Newcastle United, and Shane Long Southampton to Reading. So just to just the Daryl Horgan one, I won't elaborate too much, but just kind of thought, look. He kind of showed his quality, didn't he, in the last couple of internationals. And, you know, Wickham was a weird one. He he, he wasn't really getting game time at Wickham. But you could have someone like Grant McCann at, at Hull, you know, Northern Irish, ex-Northern Irish International, he could say, look, I mean, I'll take a take a punt on this guy. He probably won't command a massive fee. You could have someone like Darren Ferguson at Peterborough um, taking a punt on him. I, you know, I actually think he's going to stay with Wickham. And I, I don't think that'll do us any good because I think he's one of our you know, one of our momentum players off the bench. He's he, a He is, yeah, he's, he's excellent. Actually good, it's a shame because because I thought I thought he I thought he did really well at pressing, and then they they shipped him off to Hibs and then didn't really work from a Hibs. They were playing kind of a, um, kind of a three, a three four three, weren't they? So it didn't or three four two, so it didn't really suit him, did it? The Connor Harrowham one. So David, I kind of explained this one to you uh, off air. So Go on. Hmm. So <laughs> so Steve Bruce signed Conor Harwin for Villa. And on top of that, Newcastle, this is a silly one, but just one that I, I kind of feel. I think a lot of decent modern teams play with a bit of balance, don't they? And They'll, they'll have, you know, a left-footed central midfielder, a right-footed central midfielder. Not not all the time, but just just something I'm thinking of. And if you look at Newcastle, they've got, you know, um, John Joe Shelby, they've got the two long staffs, all right-footers. They've got Isaac Hayden, all right-footers. So they might want someone... With a left foot, good delivery, uh, and as I said, someone that Steve Bruce trusts. Because realistically, if you're looking at Harren, you might say, okay, he's going back to Swansea, or maybe he's going to Cardiff to make McCarthy, or going back down to the Championship, maybe even to to Barnsley. Haven't they really come up, come up again, and they're they're doing really really well um, under Ishmael? I know he's gone to West Brom, the manager, but they they got to the playoffs, didn't they? So, but if you're looking at a Premier League move, I think I think somewhere like Newcastle makes sense. Yeah. Just because of the Bruce link and just because maybe he's a player that, that that they could do with just in
1: terms of adding a bit of balance
0: and and something a bit different to their squad. It's
1: that, it's that stigma again though, isn't it? It's where um, we're, going, we're going to, you know, club, British manager, British style, mm. you know, and that, that seems to be where we're only going to get a break in the Premier League unless we go, unless the an Irish player goes up with um, with the team from the Championship. Um, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be wouldn't be bad. I mean, it'd be a good move, I think, for the you know, Conor Harran does have his qualities, dead ball specialist. You know, he's he's a good footballer, but Villapans love him.
0: him. Like that, that, that's the thing. Villapans love him, and did yeah. they sign a uh, uh, Jesus? What's his name from Norwich? Bueno, know where the Argentinian lad? So that that's Harran done, and and Sanson yeah. as well, the French lad. So they have signed two central midfielders since he's gone out and loan.
1: Yeah, he, he's, well, not, he's not coming back. The, the manager never trusted him. And he wouldn't Mm. play him, Um, you know, I think he'd play him for 60 minutes if he started him and then he'd maybe bring him on. And sure, there was was times last season I was banging my head against a brick wall with Kenny. Uh, Actually, Kenny, our Kenny and Stephen Kenny, why (laughs) are you playing this guy? You know, he Mm. hadn't played There's Josh Cullen. You know he's moved over to andelect and you're playing this guy constantly mm. and you know he does have qualities he's very you know it's always handy to have a dead ball specialist the only thing i would say with that is that they already have he can be a bit of a passenger and they mm. already have one passenger uh well, mm. we know who mm. that is at newcastle would the fans put up with that yeah. would they put up with another guy who's not going to give you over 90 minutes, he's not going to give you um, a lot over 90 minutes, he'll give mm. it to you in spells um, you know, I, I see your logic again, but mm. if I was Bruce, I wouldn't be going with Conor Han. he was brilliant though for Swansea to be fair, he did have yeah. a bit of a point to prove, and it's not the worst thing for him to be playing in the championship for a creative, for a creative team, the championship was a very, is, it, is it still a very good level well, his, um, his, stats, his stats there are through
0: the roof you know, yeah. like he—he's one of the. I think. I think over the last five years, he's—he's he's in the top three assistors. You know, so yeah, I know, like, I know, like I know. We that. we can't we can't be all about stats, but that that does count for something at the end of the no, day. No, really, no,
1: no. They do, but obviously with a pinch of salt, and you know, mm. you have to, you know. The stats are Jeff Hendricks friends, you know, the the, mm. the pass completion, two centimeters, there's a pass, lovey, you know, that's another mm. one for the board. So there are, you know, I, I do get what you're saying. I'd like to see him go to Swansea again and get him playing, doing what he was doing last season. Yeah, It, it works for him. It works for the club. It doesn't matter if he's playing in the championship at, at this level. I'd rather him playing at Swansea, doing what he was doing last season, then sitting on the bench and then. The other cameo, just oh, well, I'm a Premier League player now. This is great. No, mm. he, he needs to be playing. He right wants. Late. He wants to play, and it, I
0: think he's been very open about that. So that's that's yeah, very important. all the yeah.
1: And I ju- just finish up on him. I was having a go with him and and Stephen Kenny last year too, Kenny, and I was giving out about him getting games and you know not moving or whatever. But he did mm. eventually. He, you know, he bit the bullet, knocked on the manager's door, and fair play to him. And he said, "Right, I want to play. I want to go somewhere." And he got to move to Swansea. So all credit to Connor, and hopefully he goes back to Swansea, and he starts, uh, he starts doing what he did last season because he he was tremendous, Bang goals in, the assists. He was fantastic. Mm. He was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And the last one there, David. So Shane Long to Reading. Uh, well, well, my 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 logic behind this is uh, he's. Probably going to leave Southampton, isn't he? And he started off at Reading. <laughs> I mean, there's there's the argument. He could, he, he there, it, there, there, Yeah, I got lazy towards the end. Well, there is the yeah, argument that he sort of he, peed he,
1: it off a little bit. You know, he had all these people <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. He he yeah, he played yeah. yeah he played. For, play for Reading. Yeah, <laughs> he could
0: he he could go back to Bournemouth, couldn't he? Or even Hull. You know, it's 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 interesting, but he has to go, doesn't he? he has to leave Southampton. I mean, look, he's 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 well and truly out of the Ireland squad at this stage. I think. He'd probably, but I mean, the South
1: Coast. I, I reckon he's saying, yeah, in the south coast. I think, pool town. Now, pool town, I think, pool town, beautiful yeah. place. I mean, Bournemouth would be a decent place, maybe get like a couple of years at Bournemouth and then just finish up. If you what 37, 30, he's what 34 now, 35, isn't he's he? 34 now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mm. at that stage, he's been living in Southampton on the south coast he might, he's probably just going to stay there. He, at that stage, would you really want to up the family and, and move like to the North of England? Would, would he really want to do that on his own as well and say, right, like you stay there and I'll, uh, I live in the, in the North of England somewhere or, or somewhere yeah. away from the family. You know, you're at that age. Do you really want to do that? He's made his mm-hmm. money. Um So maybe Bournemouth he'll go to. I couldn't see him going anywhere too far from the South coast. He'll probably go within it, the commuter level. I doubt he'll go to the Premier League, you know. No, because no. it's passed him by. He's had a good career, you know. He's he's had he's had a decent career. Uh, I think the fastest goal in Premier League history, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think he'll go to Reading. I think he will stay uh, either on the South Coast or he'll probably just retire.
0: Yeah. Interesting to see either way because you know he's he's one of them that seems to be a, another favorite at Southampton even though he doesn't score <laughs> amongst the fans now not amongst general kind of Premier League watchers and so on. So if anyone has any premier league links or any irish transfer links just send them in to us and we'll, we'll we'll give them a shout out on the show but before we go we can't leave you without a little throwback so i might hand over to you david for uh an event that happened when i was two years of age so i think it's better that you handle this as hmm. the as the senior in this episode
1: Ach, cheeky bastard <laughs>
0: <laughs> i, I yes, always have to throw it in don't i
1: you do the age thing i can't help it nick i can't help when i was born <laughs> um yeah so today is the 4th of july so anybody watching in america happy 4th of july uh can't wait to get back over to america when all this nonsense uh goes away oh hold on we got a comment oh thank you very much Ristrad, uh, all around
0: apologies if i butchered that um Richard so enjoyed the talk fellas thank you very much and thank, thank you, the you for the fe- we always appreciate the feedback lads but to be fair like we we do it as fans so um again, there's there's been a couple of contributions from fans commenting in and giving us their views, so, you know, it's it's not just the two of us, it's it's also the fans who actually comment and contribute, so thank you very much to everyone, and thank you for the kind words, as always. Yeah. Keep them
1: coming, keep my fan mail coming. Um, so, yeah, on this day, in 1994, unfortunately we exited uh, the World Cup, and we lost 2-0 to Holland. What is with Holland and eliminating us from competitions? Mm. Um, however, yeah, definitely a bogey team. However, um, we had a goal, and in my opinion, wrongly chalked off. Have a, I mean, Paul, we talked about Paul McGraw, right? Probably the greatest player ability wise to ever play for Ireland. He could do it all. He could defend. He he could play midfield. He could pass. World class, like an absolute, incredible performer. And he used to play in midfield. Jack played him in the midfield because he was too good to play in defence. And then as he got older, he played in central defence. But even at the age, I think he's like thirty-four here, and it's in the heat in Orlando. And even at even at that age, in a central defence, he still does this. In efforts to make his sixty-second international, the most telling one. Jason McIntyre for Ireland. Facing up to Newman. Back to Hout, up across to McGrath, oh what a goal by Paul McGrath!
0: (laughs) Referee looking to the
1: linesman. Frank Reichard, feeling his head. You see it, he's just given it for Paul, raising his boot, it was a great bit of skill. I mean if Uh, Dennis Bergkamp does that at the other end, they'll call it great skill. I love the way uh, Rikard, the cheeky bastard, is actually holding mm. the wrong side of his head yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, what what beautiful control and yeah, Dutch had that that could have you know two one, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't have uh, changed anything. But yeah, that happened on this day, night, night four. What a player Paul McRae was, and uh, probably could have gotten any eleven in any team in the world. So that that's a little retro throwback for this week, Nick.
0: Yeah, we can't uh, we can't have a show without having a a retro throwback. So, thank Um, you for all the contributions today. Hope you liked our. I hope you like my conspiracies. Uh, They're a bit out there, but. um, (laughs) Are you ready for tomorrow, Nick? Yes, I can't wait. So Giovanni Trapattoni, Part Three tomorrow. So David has been studying very, very hard. He's actually got. So as you know, with all our Manager Monday episodes, David. Delves into the archives and tries to give us the most detailed episode possible, and sometimes that involves going through the pain barrier. doesn't it, David, <laughs> you've been watching Euro 2012 back,
1: and you've been getting quite a bit, quite a bit of abuse for it as well for watching it yeah. back. We lost a follower um, who just, <laughs> so, <laughs> I just turned around. And, you know, th- to be fair, a lot of people understand the spirit of it. You know, look, it's not it's not a pleasant time in Irish football to, to, to look back on. You know, believe me, folks, I don't enjoy watching it. Yeah, but, but neither I, I is do, World War Two. N- neither is World War II, but someone's got to do it. You know, no, it was just, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it was the Croatia game and I posted it up and I said, look, I'm going to watch this. Pray for me, basically. And then afterwards, are going Jesus, like you know, this is bad. And one guy goes, um, "Well, consider yourself unfollowed because nobody wants to relive <laughs> that shit." I was like, really, you know, I like, sorry, did I do a Bono and like force it onto your television? <laughs> you know, like you, or I came into your to your home with a shotgun and said, well, "You know, put that DVD on." And you know, it's just, just yeah, some people out there. And then I had another. um bit of a stick as well. Somebody said that I, because I watched the Spain game this morning which was absolutely just painful to watch mm. and they were they. I just said, look lads, that was painful but I don't blame the players as much. Uh, Roy Keane blamed the players of course. I'm watching the ITV version and I do have the post-match mm. from RT as well but I'm watching the ITV match and Roy Keane saying, ah, I'd lay off the manager. I wouldn't blame him. It's all down to the players. Not quite Roy and we're going to talk about that tomorrow because uh, we will we, we'll find that a lot of it was down to the managers. Don't don't get me wrong. Like the other players, we were the weakest team in that group by, by a mile, but those players were not given the best chance to succeed. And we're going to talk about that, Nick. I can't wait for it. I'm angry. I'm an angry man. I'm very, very angry. I watched Spain this morning. And I mean, when we get off this, I'm going to be watching um, the Italy game as well. It's just an absolute shit show from start to finish. And I, Cannot wait to talk about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a special, special episode. Manager Monday. Can't wait for it. Yeah, part three of four.
0: So coming to the end of the, the Trabotoni year. So very exciting and, and we're glad that people are enjoying it. Very kind words um along the way. So until then, enjoy the rest of the weekend, the dying embers of the weekend, and come on, you boys in green.
1: End.